Welcome to In Case You Get Hit by a Podcast. I'm Abby Schneiderman. And I'm Gene Newman. And today we're talking about life insurance right off the top, Abby. What is life insurance? So life insurance is is sort of simple. You're basically buying a life insurance policy and you pay monthly or annual premiums. And then if you die, the insurance company that you bought the policy with pays your family or whoever you named as beneficiaries, the amount the amount that is specified in that policy. That's perfect. And that's an amazing explanation because we really want to keep it simple. We know most insurance can get very complicated. And for life insurance, there's a, there's a big personal component to it because you do have to do, if you were to meet with an agent right now, there'd be a bunch of questions and certain things you'd have to answer. So you could plan out how much coverage first you'd need and then how much you can afford. So for example, what's a question if someone said, okay, what are your hopes and goals for having life insurance? What's What would you see as a question that you've been asked probably when you actually bought insurance? Right. Well, right. So when we bought insurance, the person who we worked with had exactly what you're talking about, had this conversation with us to say, okay, so um, first of all, like, let's not be afraid to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. This is a conversation about specifically about, um, the whole point is to talk about the worst case scenario, mm-hmm. somebody, you know, you die. Um, or in, in our case, you know, my husband dies, how much money would our family need to continue our lifestyle and for how long? And then that's how they, they start to think about backing into the amount of coverage that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like you said, then you figure out, can you actually afford that coverage or, 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 and we can talk about what are the different ways of, of getting that type of coverage. And we've talked, we, we've talked many times about uncomfortable conversations. And one of the things that if you have to start taking future expenses into consideration, that might be a little uncomfortable for people is to think, okay, what are our expenses and how could that impact how we're currently living, but also how we want to live in the future if you are worried you have young kids because they're going to have to go to college at some point. Uh, If someone has ongoing care, if there's schooling tuition, if there's paying mortgages, if there's whatever, basic living expenses. Right. I mean, obviously, so let's say you're in a, uh, you're in a marriage and your spouse is the um, primary breadwinner. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to think about, okay, if something were to happen to them, would you be able to, and you didn't have their income anymore, mm-hmm. let's say, um, what would you, what would you, would your life change? Would you be able to, um, are your kids in, in um, any certain extracurricular activities that cost money? Are they in private school? Are they in public school? Um, are they in college? Are there, um, how much money are you spending on a yearly basis? Mm-hmm. And, and is, and would you, what would you need in order to continue living in the exact same way? I mean, obviously you don't have to continue living in the exact same way and you certainly won't be living yes. in the exact same way, but you start to think about, all right, it, you know, in the event that the worst case scenario happens, what do you need to do to make sure that you're covered? And one thing that scares people off sometimes is uh, medical tests and lifestyle, because a lot of times when you're, when you're getting a policy, they want to make sure that you're going to be around to pay it off. That you don't want to, you can't buy a policy. Usually there's a, there's a, a period where you buy it and you have to live a certain amount of time before it actually kicks in. 
and you can get benefits. So some people, if, for example, you were diagnosed with a terminal disease, you can't run and buy a life insurance policy that day. Uh, and you might have to have the hospitalization thing. If you've been hospitalized, you might have to have medical tests, blood tests. If you do drugs, if you drink, if you smoke, those things can impact how much your premium or how much the policy costs because it puts you maybe at a higher risk. And that could make some people uncomfortable to have to acknowledge or perhaps even change their lifestyle. You know, if they said, if a doctor said you have these issues, unless you get them under control, you might not live as long. So the insurance company, they're not going to be too sympathetic about that. They're going to say, okay, you just pay this much extra and you'll be covered. Right. And you, it's not always the case. You don't mm -hmm. always have to um, take uh, a blood test. We did. We actually had a nurse come to our house and it was super weird. Um, and, uh, and draw blood <laughs> from the insurance company. Um, and so that was, yeah, that was one of the, the, you know, weirder things, but it was painless and no big deal. And then at the end of the day, it, it, it all ties into your, like you said, um, to the amount of, um, of money you may have to pay in your policy, but there are a lot of policies out there today that don't require medical tests, which is great, which honestly, that's, that that is something that maybe needs to be spread wider because most people think whenever I'm watching commercials, you know, I watch a lot of TV. I watch a lot of those shows where they come on and they say, it doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter what your medical condition. You get the same coverage for that. Uh, but I know some of the ones for some of the bigger policies, they might ask for that. So if that's the case, just be prepared. And some people, they really won't have a problem with it. If you're getting it when you're younger, as we know, the older you get, the more life insurance can get out of reach for some people at a certain point you have to start looking towards other types of expenses because other types of insurances, because it just gets out of control. You can't afford the premiums or it's just not worth it. But that's why when people are thinking about it, it's always better to do it sooner than to wait too long to do it. Our lives are too busy to manage everything that needs managing. All of our IDs, important documents, health and financial details, contacts, kids, pets, personal concerns. Where can you put everything in one safe, easy to manage place? In your EverPlan, of course. Our app guides you through all the stuff you need to get organized and helps you keep it that way. No more fumbling around through emails, texts, and other apps to find what you need because it's all in your EverPlan. Download the free iOS app today or learn more at everplans.com. Yeah, as soon as you're, you're um, I mean, really, we say as soon as you're an adult and have anybody that depends on you mm -hmm. and uh, potentially your income, life insurance is really important because it, it is a huge um, uh, protector of your family in the event that something happens. And so in addition to medical uh, information, you also do need to be prepared to discuss financial information. Uh, money which, you have. We know and, that. So Abby, run it down for us. Well, it's everything from things like your annual salary, your combined household income from any other sources like social security, a pension, real estate income, investments, um, et cetera, money in your savings account, checking account. Um, if you have like an IRA or 401k or any other retirement accounts, stocks, bonds, et cetera. Um, I think we already covered real estate or any, any other businesses, mm -hmm. um, that you may have, uh, other, other assets like cars, yep. boats, um, other vehicle, <laughs> your helicopter oh, sure. team. Yes. Um, when my helicopter, it is, it is my pride and joy. 
<laughs> right. It's 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 something I keep uh I keep on your property. You don't know it's in your garage, Abby. Sorry. <laughs> right. But all of that all of that information um ends up getting used to determine yes. the amount of insurance that you'll need and also how you're going to pay um and how you can pay for the premium. And then on the flip, you look at the liabilities, which could be a mortgage, uh, whether you own or rent, if you have loans, unpaid medical bills, unpaid taxes, if you have big credit card debt, any kind of debts. And that's where you want to, you kind of balance those two against each other and say, okay, how are we doing? And will you need to be able to pay these off? And it it does become a conversation about your finances in a sense, where you have to realize we want to be responsible and live that way. There's also two types that we often talk about, Abby. There's two types. We talk about uh, term and we talk about whole life. If you want to jump in on those real quick. Sure. So um, term, uh, well, and and we can talk about, right, which which is um, which is more expensive. <laughs> yes, which I think <laughs> which we definitely know. Right. They, they have varying. It's not like a, oh, just an extra supersize thing. It could be a huge difference. Right. But they're, di- I mean, they're different. They're, yeah. they're different. So term, term, term insurance covers you for a set amount of time. So mm-hmm. um, if you have a 20 year plan and you keep paying and you are you, you die um, within those twenty years, then mm-hmm. um, then your beneficiaries get uh, the money. And mm-hmm. if you're still around though, and beyond the twenty years, then the plan expires and you have to get mm-hmm. a new policy. And at that point, you may, like you said, you may not even qualify because yeah. maybe you're you're older at that point, or um, other uh, issues in your life have changed, like health. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the good news is is that you lasted. The pol- you outlasted the policy, yeah, um, but but the risk is that um, that money uh, goes away, yeah. and um, versus whole life insurance um, never expires, and so you, and you can either pay it all at once, which can be costly, um, or over time, which you know can also be costly, but it ends up lasting forever. So it's more it's more along the lines of an insur- of a um, of a savings. Mm-hmm. Uh, of a savings uh, mechanism yep. because it doesn't expire. And so no matter when, when you end up dying, um, your family or your beneficiaries will get the money. Yeah. And, and a lot of times as people are doing that, you could say if you're doing a term policy, a lot of times it's okay. You have children and you think I'm going to need this for the next 20 years until they're in college, maybe 25 years, maybe 30 years. And you want to have it for that period. But unlike a mortgage where you have your home at the end of it, at the end of this, you just say, well, I'm alive and I was covered, but I didn't have to use it. It's an insurance you never want to have to use. Whole life, it is more responsible in the sense that it becomes something you keep with you forever. That's why it's much better to get that younger. And there's people that I've even heard of who bought it for their kids and got them insured at some point when they turned 18 or when they hit a certain age. Why because didn't they know that. do that for me? That I know no one... It's someone that we worked with who said, we were talking about insurance one day. He's like, oh, yeah, my dad bought me a policy when I was kids. And I said, really? He was that? He's like, yeah, he really thought ahead. And you could do that. But it's something you do thinking, you know, my kid's going to be around, have a family one day, deal with all this. So that is a huge factor in doing it. And the price does matter because you might, you see a lot of deals. You can go on a lot of apps. The, the cool thing about insurance, too, is you can go to a bunch of sites to use a calculator and see 
what you might have to pay over time and how much it would cost. And But at some point, you will have to meet with an agent and you will have to solidify it that way or else you're dealing with something like we talked about final expense, something that's almost like a bit you get at the end. It's not really a full insurance policy. We've talked about people that have it through work while it's great while you have the job. If the job goes away, so does the policy. Those are things you want to take into account. But once you meet with the agent, you could really start hashing it out and understanding, is this something that will benefit me? Is it something I can afford? And most of the time people do pay it off over time, whether it's whether it's term or whole life, you're going to do that. And then finally, we talked all about what a policy is, beneficiaries. Like that's the whole purpose of doing this is is for people to benefit at some point if this Can happens. Can you talk about this, Gene? Yeah, I mean, I always think of yeah. you, you want to name, first you have to name a primary. And usually for people, it'll be their kids if they're young, if they're, you know, older at some point, family, a spouse, along those lines. But you also have to name contingents if those people aren't around anymore. But the one thing you need to be sure of, if your kids are under age, you can't name a minor child as a beneficiary because they can't take those assets in. So it has to be done through a guardian of some sort or an adult who will then manage that money until the child turns 18. This is where you probably put a little like more complications in there, which won't be too tough if you created, we've talked about trusts in the past, where we'd say this money sits there and it can only be used for college. It can only be used for their health. It can only be used for their shelter. It can only be used for their expenses. Uh, so it's really clear that this money doesn't go to someone else who could then blow through the policy and your actual beneficiary gets nothing. And it could also be organizations because we've seen that too, where someone says, I'm not going to leave a portion of my estate, but what I'll do is I'll have a contingent that'll be some charity, some cause that I thought of throughout my life that I maybe didn't get a chance to donate to as much as I'd like to. And they could become the full beneficiary of it. And that becomes, but you could really name anyone. You could name a stranger. Abby, you know what? You could name me. And that's what this podcast is about. Sounds like you named me. I'm going to name you. We'll name each other. And then Angela will be our contingent. And we'll just have to watch our back because we've seen a lot of true crime. And how many times do you see someone go after them for the life insurance? But naming the, a person is really thoughtful. Though, well, I was going to say the one thing, uh, you know, when, when doing life insurance, though, and we've heard this story so many times, mm -hmm. is that you need to make sure if you've bought a policy, your family knows that it exists. They know where you bought it. They know who you bought it, uh, you know, with, they know some aspects of what you've got in place so that it doesn't become one of the billions of dollars in unclaimed uh, life insurance policies out there because people forget what they did. Yep. They don't know where they did it. Family members don't know. It's just, it, it can become a disaster. So obviously use Everplans to, or, or whatever other service mm -hmm. or, or system that you use yes. to share this kind of information. Um, and, and, and make sure your family knows about the work that you've done putting in place things and like life insurance policy. Abby, you just brought up an amazing point because so much of it goes unclaimed because insurance companies aren't proactive in finding the people. It's not like they're, they can't keep that money. It's not like they think, oh, wow, we have this money. I mean, it's not about that. They have to give the money to the people if the policy is in good standing. And when it sits there for so long, people just don't realize it. Or people could think there's a policy when there isn't. It may have lapsed. The main thing, too, apart from letting people know is keeping it in good standing because if you miss payments, 
there's a chance if you changed addresses and you forgot and you don't get the invoice or you don't have it on auto pay, your policy could be voided. You could pay for it. You could have a 20 year policy, be paying for it for 19 years, miss a payment here or there, not pay attention to it. And it could expire without you even knowing it. So if someone went to cash it in, if something happened to you, no matter what policy, unless it's fully paid off, which is very rare, they could go in and say, well, you stopped paying it uh, three months ago. And you're like, well, no, I'll, I'll pay for it now. They're like, no, it lapsed. We sent you notices. You weren't paying attention. So make sure it becomes one of those things you put on a calendar, you remind yourself, you keep on top of because you don't want to do all this work, go through all of this, spend all that money only to see it disappear because sometimes that can happen because people just stop paying attention. So share the information and always make sure it's up to date. Super, super important. So thank you for listening. Hopefully you learned something today. Do you have um, you know any questions? Let us know. You can email us at podcast at everplans.com. And also, if you've dealt with situations like this, let us know. We love to hear. When we were writing the book, we spoke to some widows and people who had gone through these situations. And it's just really helpful to share those stories so people know what to prepare themselves for. And don't forget to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode.